welcome to Dating in the City, Season 6. We're the Conti sisters, matchmakers and co-founders of Matchmakers in the City, an old-school personal matchmaking firm headquartered here in Los Angeles, regularly featured on Access Hollywood, Forbes, Relevant Radio, and more. We've been celebrity matchmakers for 10 years, and now we're spilling all of our secrets about love and relationships to you. Hey, you guys, and welcome to Dating in the City. I'm Alessandra Conti, and today we have a very, very special episode for you. So I was joined in studio, in office, um, in Beverly Hills, more importantly, uh, by the one and the only matchmaker, Dan, um, matchmaker Dan Silverman. So Dan is a matchmaker based in Miami and um, he is a matchmaker, but he is also like really a renowned dating coach and dating expert, especially um, specifically working with men who are the nice guys. So a lot of his clients are successful, professional, and nice, and men. Um, So I'm so excited for you guys to listen to our interview. We, um, We recorded it a little bit before New Year, the New Year, so I may mention 2022. Um, Know that you guys are in the right place, so do not worry, but I'm so excited for you to listen to it. So enjoy this very special episode of Dating in the City. Dan, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. Welcome to Beverly Hills. How How's it going? How's the day been so far? It's been wonderful. Thanks for having me, Alessandro. Yes. Okay. So Dan, for the listeners that don't know who you are, please like give us, give us, give us, give us you. All right. My name is Dan Silverman. I am the Miami matchmaker and dating coach. However, now I'm being international and travel all over the place and coach specifically the invisible nice guys. I do have female clients, but I'm known for that. I love that. The invisible nice guys. Mm -hmm. And so you guys, um, Dan and I were just in Mexico. Simon. Mexico. Orale. Together. And we had the best time. Um, we were at the matchmaking. Um, wait, the Matchmakers Alliance Conference. Yeah. And Dan did a presentation that shook me to my core. Mm-hmm. Shooketh yeah. to the core. I hope you didn't find it too offensive. I there were moments of it. Yes, the, the that truth hurts. Okay, Dan, what was that one moment? Because I feel like there was one moment that you said something and everybody, everybody got upset. Lost it. If you treat a woman like a queen, she'll treat you like a peasant. Okay, and I personally lost it. Yes, I saw it on your face. It was awesome. Lost it. Yeah. But then you made up for it. Correct. I did that on purpose. Okay. Because I wanted to demonstrate push and pull, like I talked about before. Okay, tell. Can you just break this down for our beautiful listeners? So now that yeah, because now they're probably all upset. So all right. I know. What I mean by that is typically the nice guy puts women on a pedestal. That's not attractive. I always tell guys that women cannot feel sexual attraction or arousal for a guy that they perceive as below them. And so if you are treating a woman that you don't know, like she is a queen and you're placing her above you, you kill attraction by doing that. 
I think that a woman really only appreciates queen treatment after she has earned that. So if, if a guy comes in and just treats her like a normal person, not like some sort of goddess, then they can come in an evil playing field, right? And then yeah. as he gets to know her and shows that this is somebody who deserves that queen treatment, he begins to do that, she is going to take that sort of... She's going to take the queen treatment much more seriously. It's sort of like when you're watching... What was that show? It was really popular. Um, yeah, America's Got Talent. Nobody gave a crap what the other judges said except for Simon. Because Simon was the guy that was hard to impress. But when he was impressed, that meant something. You know it was the real deal. So that's, that's the whole point of that. You don't, yeah. don't want to go in there treating them like they're goddesses. Like, yeah, obviously you come in there treating them with respect. Wait, Dan, but this is yeah. literally the antithesis of... Because I, like, especially the word goddess, I just mm -hmm. really feel like I'm in such my goddess energy. And, like, any woman that I... Right. Like, any woman that all of my girlfriends were, like, in our goddess moment right now. And so, okay. But I also feel like, though... You're also almost talking about love bombing in a way. Like you're almost talking about like what what guys shouldn't do is love bombing, which is um, you know, putting women on a pedestal immediately and aggressively just like bombing them with love and affection and care and gifts and this and that. And as as a, you know, as a goddess in this wild, you know, crazy dating world now, because I, and I had revealed to the listeners, I think that, I mean, they know, they know that I, I am currently out of a relationship now, um, having, after having been in one for, well, two for three years, um, that it's, it's so fascinating that, because love bombing can hook you too. Mm -hmm. That's the thing. It's like that, but it's so it's all about. I so I like your. I like. Oh, I like what you're saying because. Yeah, I like what you're saying because to me, if a guy love bombs you really early on, even though I you know, seem, I, I'm like in my goddess vibes, like all of my girlfriends, da, 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 da. Yeah. but if a girl says to, a girlfriend says to me like, oh my God, he said this, 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 he's giving me this, da, 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 da. I'm like, okay, what's going on here? You know, it's all, it's, it's a red flag mm -hmm. when a guy just like over bombs you, even if he's a good guy. And even if it's genuine and he's just so excited about you and to be with you. So it's all about consistency. Mm -hmm. And that's why I also like for what you're saying is that you, it's like kind of, incremental right yeah I, I see what you're saying and I, I think what you're talking about is an extreme version of that so yeah I, what I was gonna say is I work for a subset <laughs> of guys which yes. is like the 80 percenters that are invisible mm -hmm. these guys can't get away with love bombing because they're not even noticed to begin with mm -hmm. and a lot of these guys go in trying to be nice to attract women but women don't care about how nice you are if they're not already attracted to you. I'll guarantee you these guys that are love bombing you already find attractive and it's validating when these guys love bomb you. But if you take the typical nice guy who's not noticed by women and he love bombs, then he's creepy, he's a stalker, ugh, I want to get away from him. But if it's from a hot guy, then yeah, there you go. So that's the difference. You know what I mean? And so I'm teaching guys that that's not an effective method. You don't attract women by being nice. You make them feel comfortable by me by being nice. When you're when you're treating them pleasantly and you're being a gentleman, that is to balance out whatever edge you have. 
So, like, if I get a guy, right, if I have a client, I've had this happen, a guy who's, like, six foot five, jack, tattoos all over his body. I'm going to tell him he needs to be a lot nicer. He needs to be a gentleman. He actually needs to do that stuff. But those aren't usually the guys that come to me because they mm-hmm. don't have trouble with women. Mm-hmm. They, could, they could get away with so much horrible behavior and the women will still like them. I'm talking about the 80% guys that are not noticed and I'm teaching them how to get noticed. I love that. Wait, can you explain the push-pull? Um, sure. Yeah, please explain the push-pull because it's sure. so fascinating. Sure. So I, I always like to say that there's two types of flirting. There's two energies about flirting. Mm-hmm. There's a push energy and there's a pull energy. And what a lot of nice guys do is they don't flirt at all. And all what flirting is is having the premise of the conversation meaning like this is going to turn in, into a romantic direction. Like if we continue talking, this is going to become a date. This is going to become a relationship or whatever. And a lot of guys don't do that. They'll just sort of get to know the woman like they're at an interview level. Yeah. Right? It's and it's not playful at all. It's not playful at all. It's so serious. Yeah, it's boring. And it's boring. There's no emotions there. I say you I always yeah. like to tell guys, like, you don't want to be a jerk, but basically you can treat a woman however you want as long as you don't bore her. That's the worst thing that you can do. Oh, God. The worst it's thing terrible. that you can do. Okay, I wouldn't say treat a woman however you want, young men. No, I listening. also agree with that, but I'm just yeah, saying, yeah. like, yeah. you could get away with a lot as long as you're not boring her. Don't treat them poorly, okay? It's just in case for the listeners that like to eat paint, don't yeah. treat them horribly. I, that's not what I'm here to teach. Yeah. I'm here to teach guys what the jerks do that work yes. without the abuse. Yes. Matchmakers wouldn't hire me to work with their guys if I taught, taught them how to abuse women. No, so, it's so... Just no, to no. say that. A hundred percent. we'll get back into the flirting, okay? So we got yes. we got the push and the pull, right? Yes. So what the pull is, is, is you're... You're pulling them into you. You're trying to create closeness. Like, like for example, very easy examples. Like, you look so gorgeous today. You know? Okay, and like so then a push crazy. would be like, oh, yeah. I don't know. My, I mean, I, I've dated so many crazy girls. I gotta, I gotta stop doing that. I don't know if this is gonna work out between us. Yeah, yeah, that that's would be a really push, good. right? Yeah. But the cool thing is, is that the premise of that is I'm, I'm creating conversation where I'm actually considering you as like a romantic partner. But now I'm like, I'm, I'm disqualifying you at this point, but in a playful, flirty way. Yes. Right? So when you guys write that down. Yeah, because it helps yeah. balance out when you're saying compliments. Like my style when I'm on dates, I like to do a lot of both. I'm very aggressive with it. Like I probably compliment more than the typical nice guy, but I also mess with women like crazy and, and you know tease them and mess around. So teasing is 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 a push and that helps balance things. So she never really fully knows where you're at. Yeah. But it's but again, like that's where being a nice guy really helps is if you're very good with flirting. Sometimes you can overdo it and they think you're a player and they auto-reject because they're like, oh, he just wants to sleep with me. I can't take him serious. Oh, he's probably dating so many women. And so you want to actually have some of that nice guy in there to actually genuinely bond, yeah. get to know each other, find actual reasons to compliment her rather than you're just trying to figure out a reason to flirt with her. You actually want to find things that you like about her so you can genuinely connect. Nice guys do great with comfort, great mm-hmm. with comfort, but that doesn't generate attraction. That makes them think, oh, he's such a great guy, you know, like he's wonderful. I'm sure he'd be really good for my friend or something mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. you know, but he doesn't get the girl that he wants, Yeah. you know? So that's how you do it. It's, it's comfort and it's attraction. That's what you're combining in conversation. Yeah, yeah. No, that's so fascinating. Yeah. It's so fascinating. There are such good guys out there, but you do you do need that fire. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, there's no uh, yeah, there's no um, desire. There's no desire exactly and to want nice to see them again. Nice guys are too easy. They're too easy, they're too available. They like the woman immediately before any sort of conversation can happen. Yeah. You know? So it's, it's not giving your validation away as though you're super easily impressed and you have no options at all. 
Like the behavior that you want to have is that you're somebody who does have a lot of options. Women like a guy that other women want. Mm-hmm. It's called pre-selection. And so mm-hmm. if he has behavior that exhibits that, yeah, I know it sounds awful, but that's what women... No, no, no it doesn't sound for. awful yeah. at all. I've actually, I, I even know from, yeah, from dating men mm-hmm. and then in before I dated them, who was he? Yeah. Well, and then it's like now, you know, he's, you know, very desirable. Yes. <laughs> When they get old, I guys, when they get older. I thought it was the alley effect. Yeah. <laughs> just, I thought it was just me, you know? Touched by an angel. Oh, Lord. Yeah. <laughs> well, angel, I don't know what you want to call me, but... Okay, I'm so sorry, Dan. The narcissism is coming out. Please Yeah, continue. you warned me about that before. It's yeah, cool. high-functioning. I'm from Miami, so, you know, there's all of that there. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, what... So, okay... As say we have a lot of really good quote unquote nice guys that listen to this podcast of and course. they have great careers. Like, what is one dating tip that you can give them when they're? I know it's a process, and I know it's not just like oh, you know, one tip is going to change your life. But what what is just something that you you really want? Um, yeah, that that just that resonates with. Um, with nice guys that sometimes can really shift their mindset? All right, that's a good question. If I was to give a really quick tip, because the the biggest common mistake I see is they don't flirt. So I would say don't be afraid to show your intent, to show your desire. Mm -hmm. Even if you said something that showed some intent, just like one or two times in the date, that's still better than the vast majority of nice guys. Mm-hmm. So what would something like that sound like? Like you said it a little bit before. Sure. Can you give just some more examples? Well, okay, so like yeah. say for example, like some guys really have a hard time just like even saying a compliment to begin with or like how do I, I mean we're talking about each other's dogs, like how do I flirt or whatever. And I say, listen, you know, you're the driver of the conversation as the masculine presence mm-hmm. there. You're the one who should drive and lead and you want to lead the conversation as well. And it's okay to interrupt and if you can't think of anything at all and it's becoming completely platonic, uh, something that you can do is you just stop and say, hey, excuse me, like, real quick, I don't mean to interrupt you. You look so gorgeous when you're talking all serious like that. It's good. Boom, yeah. just like that. And you could literally use that at any time you want. There's a little one-liner you can use as, a, as training guys, wheels. write that down. Yeah. <laughs> write that down. But I love mm-hmm. it when you get all serious. You're really sexy when you do that. You yeah. Know, something like that. Mm-hmm. And, and then that's, that's bold. That's, that's very aggressive. But it's that little spice that you're throwing in there yeah. just to add a little bit of sexual tension, you know? Mm-hmm. And look, if she's just like gets weirded out by that, she was not going to be attracted to you to begin with. But she needs to see that you're somebody that actually has desire, like you're a sexual person, you're a sexual being, and not just Mr. Nice Guy trying to play it safe. When you play it safe and you don't take any risks, you always lose. You have to risk getting rejected to take it somewhere. Mm-hmm. 100%. 100%. Oh, Dan, bless. <laughs> bless, bless, bless. Okay. You say bless your heart. Bless. I know. I say, I say bless, yeah. just like generally, okay. just like blanket bless. Um, and Allie McGlory, Allie McGlory from Simply Matchmaking. She's amazing. She's in Seattle, but mm. she's now in San Diego. We really bonded at the conference. Well, I'm Did going to San Diego her? next week. Oh my gosh, you should reach out to her. All and right. Sophie, Sophie Love, another amazing matchmaker. All right, I'll hit them up. Yeah. I'm friends you, with all of them on Facebook. Yeah. Allie is, oh, Sophie is amazing as well as you already know. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, Sophie, um, Allie and I, we, we. We, I didn't even realize she says bless all the time. Like, we're like bless. And we're it's like, like oh. saying namaste. Yes, like namaste, bless. We're like bless, 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 bless. We're just blessing everything all the time. Narcissist and ADD. 
Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so, um, so Dan, so more about the, um, more about just, um, you know, encouraging men to also, you mentioned masculinity, mm-hmm. and I've gotten so into, like, learning about masculinity, mm-hmm. and I am studying Carl Jung right now, which is also, like, quite popular in the zeitgeist of 2022, and, like, Especially with, you know, some of these influencer men that are touting this toxic masculine behavior. Um, but I and 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 I my my philosophy, I'm like, okay, I need to break down just I wanna learn about all the different forms of masculinity. Like testosterone is such a fascinating thing. Um, and I see the stark differences between men and women. In just having done this for 10 years, I'm sure, obviously, you do as well. Mm -hmm. So um, without, I'm sorry I went on a tangent, but on the masculine route, um, it sounds like a lot of, the more research that I'm doing, a lot of quote unquote nice guys tend to be in their, if we're talking about Jungian psychology, they're operating in the shadow elements. So there's the, there's like the, um, the masculine archetype. There are four, Carl Jung, warrior, lover, king, and um, we're a lover king and magician. I hate the freaking magicians. Um, but then, so those are like that at their highest. And then each of those have like their little shadows. I'm going on a tangent of just what I'm learning right now. But all that to say, the lower operating are that nice guy energy, which is like, you know, um, a pushover or, you know, so depending on their, whatever they are, you can like chart it and then, and then, but you can work up to maturing to that, um, to that, like the height of your masculine archetype. I am tangenting, but Dan, what are some strategies that men can do to kind of tap into that healthy masculinity? Okay. So I like to kind of keep things simple. So it's easy for dudes to understand. (laughs) As opposed to me. You know, if it's going to take, you know, 20, 30 minutes to explain a concept, I'm not teaching it. (laughs) So here's what I like to teach what masculine and masculinity is and femininity is. Okay. Imagine there's a coloring book. The lines that structure the coloring book is masculinity. And the colors and the shapes and all the, all the, like the, the filling in of it is femininity. Mm-hmm. Feminine, feminine women cannot be feminine if they don't feel safe, right? Ah, uh, preach! Right? So that's what masculinity is. However, the edge, if the femininity tries to break out of that structure, there are boundaries there. Pushover doesn't have boundaries. That's why she can't feel safe with a pushover because that structure is not in place. The man that a woman is with, she needs to feel like if something went down, he's going to protect her. Like he will fight the saber tooth tiger. And if he can't handle her pushing on his boundaries and him being able to snap it back, showing some of that edge, she's not going to feel safe, right? If the guy's a pushover, he is not safe. Mm-hmm. So that's what masculine energy is, is being, is being that, that rock that she can hold on to. Especially with more feminine women, they tend to be more emotional. Mm-hmm. A guy has to, be, has to be stoic and sturdy and be able to handle that and not get super upset when she gets super upset and, you know, not lose his emotional control when times are getting tough. She has to look up to him at all times. 
If she doesn't look up to him, the relationship is over. So that's what I describe as masculine and feminine energy. I, Dan, yeah. you should, do you have a book? <laughs> yeah, I do. Oh my God, you do? <laughs> yeah, I need to read it. Where sure. is it? it well, oh. the, the book is specifically for guys who are... I know, but I try- want to read it. Okay, no, I'll send it to you. Guys so that it's, are trying. It's called Inner Game Power, and it's, it's to help build confidence with women and get over your approach anxiety, because that's what a lot of guys have trouble with. They're afraid to talk to women. Oh, yeah. Especially 100%. nowadays with the Me Too stuff going on and... Yeah. Yeah, this is especially sensitive nowadays. Men, yeah, I mean, I think approach anxiety has, I, I think it is probably, like, it's like COVID level, like, at height of... Afraid of rejection. It's it's so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, a, like, at the height of lockdown, like, I feel like we're at the same freaking approach anxiety. Is this, when we were in COVID lockdown, like... Um, okay, I'm give, making a really bad analogy, but I'm basically saying it's like an epidemic. I think it's so bad. It's bad. It's really bad. Even in, like, last night, I was at an event, and it was a boxing. It was a, an event that it was a boxing. Um, one, of my, one of my really good girlfriends invited me and a few fabulous girls. Um, it was in Hollywood, um, and it's her gym. Her, her boxing gym was throwing this party, um, and so all these like masculine guys, quote unquote, like surely, like, you know, they're boxers. They're like in the freaking ring. And I am telling you, Dan, you know, I mean, I, you, I don't think you've ever seen me like just be in my, in like, in a, in like a party setting, but I am the most open, like I'm just smiling at everybody. And Come like, out to West Hollywood tonight. Yeah, I'm. I have. Uh, I have a. Actually, I'm. I'm. I'm going to my gay best friend's birthday party, but so I can't. I'm so sorry. But but it's just I was observing, and these quote unquote masculine like guys that should have no problem approaching. And I'm telling you, I there were stunning women there. Stunning. Not even the group that I was just with. Gorgeous girls that are, you know, workout chicks with the beautiful, but yet they're. Go- These men were standing by the bar, like shaking, like me. Huh, huh. So it's an epidemic. Mm-hmm. It's so. This is such good news, though. I'm really glad that you brought that up, mm-hmm. and the reason why I'm glad you brought that up is because these nice guys that are listening, like, oh, I, I'm not good looking. I'm not like a boxer. Da 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 da. This is how you compete with those guys: is that you have bigger balls than they do. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Those guys, I like, yeah, like objectively, when you say yeah. masculine, all that. Well, yeah. they look masculine, but that's what they got. It, masculinity yeah. is is holistic. It's not just how you look. Yeah, you want to try to look like those boxers. That's a great way to do it. But women are not primarily attracted to looks. That's one of mm-hmm. the factors they're attracted to. But there's a multi. That's a multi varied, uh, like aspect of what they're attracted to. I mean, I can go into that if you'd like. So Absolutely. Let's, let's talk so about I it. I like to say there's four things that make a man attractive. That's like holistic what makes a man attractive. Mm-hmm. Looks. So it's being tall, being athletically fit, and, you know, having the, the face shape that they like, all that other stuff. But what I find is the swimmer's body that is the most attractive. Ugh. So, well, that's, that's, what, that's what the studies say. So maybe. Really? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, the V taper. Athletic fitness, they don't necessarily need to have super huge arms, super huge bodies, okay. like the bodybuilder. 
I don't know. I guess I have a different vibe. Well, there you go. And they each their own. Like yeah, some women everyone, really yeah. like them very thin. Some women Ugh. like them a little thicker. Like I know a Russian yeah, yeah, yeah. woman that won't date a guy who's not fat. So whatever. I mean, you have a special exceptions, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Of exactly. course. Yeah, so, yeah. So you got looks, and then money, of course, is a big factor. <laughs> yeah, money. But it's not huge. so. It's <laughs> maybe in LA, yeah. And it's not so much the fact he makes money, it's the fact that he can afford a fun lifestyle. That's what's most important. Like, oh, let's get up and go to this place. So it gives you the flexibility and freedom to go on adventures. And that he's not cheap. Mm-hmm. And that he is, um, yeah, that he's generous. Yes. And that it's that protect, provide. Right, because yeah. the guy can be rich, but if he's not generous and he, he's... He doesn't, he doesn't treat money like he's holding on to as hard as he can. Yeah, and he's, making yeah. weird comments. And it's like, bro, you have, like, you're good. You're set. Mm-hmm. Why are you coming from this bizarre scarcity mindset? Because right. then it puts a woman in her masculine. Yeah. And it puts a woman on edge. It's threatening. Not a good edge. Right. You don't want that. This man will not be able to provide if he gets me pregnant. Correct. hundred percent. It's all biological. Yep. So, Sorry. Right. Continue, no, Dan. No, it's fine. I'm I glad apologize. you said that. Yeah. So the next one, which is really important, is status. And mm-hmm. status is like how how many people know you? Are you dominant in the room that you're involved in? Are you a leader? Do people look up to you? Do you have do you provide value to a whole lot of people? Do other high status people value you and want to hang out with you? Status is exceptionally important. If I walk into a room and I don't know anybody, you know, perhaps it's gonna be hard to talk to some of the women because they don't know who I am. I'm not a part of their clique. But if I make friends with a bunch of the leaders of that group and I get to know everybody on a first-name basis, now the women are going to want to get to know me. And that's what I always like to do in social circle environments. I tell guys, you don't want to be hitting on all the women in social circle environments. No. You want to, you want to get into the higher echelon of the leadership class of that group and the women will come to you. Like for me, bringing a guy to a social, um, like a party or like a party that my girlfriends are throwing and just kind of seeing what happens and what he does and how he, exactly how the room kind of responds to him. And I don't like the loudest guy in the room because I'm the loudest girl in the room. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I, I don't need that, but I love the, I think it is in it is so incredibly attractive when, you know, you bring a guy to, to a party and he can really just hold his own, make a friend with one of the husbands or the boyfriends. And it doesn't even need to be like the highest person at the party, whatever that would mean in, you know, in a normal party setting, but just that he can hold his own is so attractive. So he's not like, like behind you, like, like, hi, uh, like, are you okay? No, he's good. He's got it. Do you want a drink? Oh, can I get your friends a drink? Like, let's go. You know, just, just having that confidence and he doesn't have to be the loudest guy in the room. Mm-hmm. So to me, yeah, that's, that's really big. And that it does, it's a game changer. The worst thing that a guy can do at any social event is wallflower. And what that means is go, go standing at the wall holding your drink, just observing everybody and standing there not talking to anybody. That's the worst thing you can do as a guy. Mm-hmm. I always like to say, like, when, when men are at a party, they're looking at the hottest women. When women are at a party, they're looking at the people with the highest social status. And if you're the one that's sitting, at, like, by yourself with the rest of the guys on Skid Row, you're putting yourself in the lowest possible stand. You don't want to do that. At the very least, talk to somebody or talk to the guy next to you. Don't just stand there staring at people. It's the worst thing you can do. I think, yeah, making an ally... 
is really man. good. Yeah, wingman. a wingman. But yeah. yeah, just making an ally at the party, even if you're not exactly for men, even mm-hmm. if you're not like doubled over with love for this guy. Yeah. But yeah, I think that that is something that is so... It, it really does. It's like, oh, I can let him be and enjoy myself. Like, mm-hmm. I, because women are also, like, the feminine energy is very butterfly vibes. Yeah, all over the place, you yeah. know, flowing, chaos, yeah. all over the place. Yeah, and she can feel comfortable doing that because there's that line there. She yeah. doesn't have to worry about what her man is doing. Her man's got himself together. Yeah, and also her man is not, like, talking to all the girls at the party. Like, if no, you're bringing No, all the girls are trying to talk to him. That would be Yeah, better. it's okay. It's yeah. good. The but girls I, are trying to talk to him. Yeah. I'm telling you. I, I'm telling you, though, Jan, it is something that... That, you know, I'm finding that when I am bringing, like, a guy around, it does, like, the the affirmation of a woman on a guy is, like, it does wonders. Yeah. The, guy, the girls are like, who is that? And maybe if they had just seen him, they wouldn't say, you know what I mean? You ever like, heard about the sexy sons theory? No. It's about the reason why women find men who are attractive to other women, so alluring. That's one of the biggest attraction indicators is is if other women are attracted to him, that builds attraction in women. It's not the same with men, though. Men actually get grossed out when there's tons of men flowering over a girl. Like It's actually gross for guys. It's the opposite for women. The reason why is because if that woman reproduces with that guy, she she will bear offspring who will be attractive to other women because it's far harder for a man to attract women than it is for a woman to attract men. So if lots of women are attracted to that guy, he has to provide some kind of value for women to be attracted. Mm-hmm. A woman can simply exist and she'll just have tons of guys around her. It's actually harder for a woman to say no than it is for a man to say yes. Because men don't get the option to say yes. That's so it's, why it's attractive. It's harder for a woman to say no than it is for a man to say yes. Yes, because men don't get as much opportunity as women do. Women naturally get opportunity, but a man has to work his butt off Mm -hmm. to get the kind of options that the average woman can have. So when a man has lots of options, he has to have something. He has to bring something to the table. That's why it's attractive. Yeah. Okay, so social status, that was three. Yeah, now we need to get the fourth. Yeah, yeah, I'm so sorry. And in my opinion, the most important one is game. And game is the ability to communicate all of those other things that I was just mentioning, the ability to trigger emotions in women, strategy, understanding male and female behavior and dynamics, having experience and knowing what to do and how to get it. Game is so fundamentally important because you could be some celebrity like who has money, looks, money, status, all that, but if you don't have game, you're going to get taken advantage of. You might wind up with someone with borderline personality disorder. Mm -hmm. You might get married to the wrong woman. You might get taken for everything you had. You might get involved in a situation where you're getting blackmailed. Mm -hmm. You have to have game and be able to see these things, find these indicators, be able to qualify and screen women. And also to get in relationships where you are not being totally taken advantage of. Or, you know, you're putting her on a pedestal and she's mistreating you and abusing you. Game is the most important thing to have out of all of those. If you have nothing, at least have game. You should tech, You should have as much of that as you can to be a well-rounded, attractive guy. I mean, I'm trying to lose weight right now. You know, I'm still working on the L aspect of the four quarters. <laughs> okay, so as a guy, like, say I'm a nice guy. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, like, what? A, okay, game. I, like, I have a good job. Like, you know, I I want I want to be with you know a goddess woman. But how, what do I? How do I do my game? Like, how do I develop game? You learn it. It's a skill. Charm, charisma game can be learned. It is a learned skill. I was not naturally like this. I had to learn how to do this stuff. Mm-hmm. 
it's just like learning a new language or it's mm-hmm. like going to acting classes and learning how to act. Mm-hmm. And it's not like I'm not being so, it's not like I'm not being myself. Our personalities are malleable. Mm-hmm. I I don't I don't ever thought that I'd be the kind of guy that's shy not talking to women who's not attractive. I don't consider that my personality even if that was who I was when I first started this. So I was the nice guy who got walked over by women. Mm-hmm. You are what you want to design your personality to be. You can control that. Mm-hmm. And all you got to do is learn this stuff. And when it becomes fun, that's when you start to naturalize it. Mm-hmm. At first, you have to actively do this. It's called being like consciously competent, where you have to think about what you're doing and the techniques you're using. But when you do it and you get practice and you get good at it, and then you come to a point where you no longer have to think about it, mm-hmm. and now you become unconsciously competent. Now you can learn other skills. It becomes a natural part of you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to think about... What am I going to say when I'm on a date? Or what's my, what's my line when I come and approach her? Or where do I take her? I just know this stuff like naturally at this point because I've done it so many times. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it takes practice. You've got to go out. And for guys, nice guys, the very beginning, the first start is to go out and cold approach. That's the absolute best way to gain your courage. Mm-hmm. It's the best way to start flirting. Go out where you're never going to get seen again. So if you mess up horribly, you'll never see the woman again. So no harm, no foul. Just run out of the nightclub or the bar and go somewhere else. Yeah. mess up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I love that. I absolutely love that. And Handle the rejections. It's 100%. called beginner's hell. We call it beginner's hell. Yeah, and honestly, that even just even I I want to just stress that even approaching women, you're already like this is 2022. Men are not approaching women. Correct. Men approach me because I look at them and I smile and I give them, I, I like, I look at them and I smile and I'm, I'm like, ah. that's a tip for women too. Women need to do that more often. Yes. Women it's, and it's as easy as making eye contact and smiling. Mm-hmm. A lot of times when years ago, um, when years ago I used to have like, all, I mean, there's still like, you can drop your handkerchief. So there are like ways that women can also <laughs> approach, like not approach men, but just be more open to and like, really give the guy yeah like yeah but just exactly like put down your butt like but there is there are so many different strategies for women other than just looking and smiling Mm -hmm. but what I've learned as as I've just kind of gotten older and just in more in my feminine energy and like obviously look fabulous and like be you know glowing and you know just just exude you know but whatever dropping your handkerchief I've explained that a million times before we can maybe do another um I teach actually um a date coaching session that it's like how to meet men in real life and it's it, it harks back to um you know when I was 30 pounds heavier and just looking and smiling like I mean guys would approach me though they were I, they, they just want to smile at a certain point but also if you want it you know anyway okay I'm I'm going off another tangent but I will say um that it will put you even just approaching women puts you 300 steps above so many other men because I go out and I will reaffirm this to you men. I go out with some of the most beautiful women. Like in they're LA pretty. Like these are gorgeous girls that I'm with. And I'm telling you, it is that I'm like and I and I remember one of my girlfriends, she is probably the most fit like objectively beautiful girls that I've ever seen in my entire life. And this happened years ago. And I remember 
uh, we went out and I was observing and I was like, oh, and she was like, a, she's a, not a famous actress, but she was like a pretty, she was like fairly well-known, not like super, super famous, like more on the seer list, but like you, maybe you would reckon, whatever. And I remember we went out and I observed and I went with this girl I went with her to Vegas. I went with her to Hollywood. We went to many different venues. Men did not approach her. And I'm like, what in the world? What is going on? If she's not getting, what is happening? And that's when I I was like, okay, something is off. And then me, you know, like even, you know, 30 pounds ago, I would smile and oh, and then it's magnetizing because the guys, oh, okay, she's like safe to approach. But that's what I'm saying, you guys, like go for it. Like you're uh, you're already a cut above the rest if you just try. Mm-hmm. Sorry, okay, I'm tangenting, but I guess no, this is my. No, you made a point. It's yeah, long, it was a long point, but it's it a was good like, point. <laughs> it's a good point. Dan, what do you what do you have to say? What do you? <laughs> well, put me on the spot now. What do you have to say? You say something. <laughs> what do you have to say? But like, you know, okay, okay, okay. So. I got something to say. Actually, please, I have something for go you. go for it. I All love right. that. Yeah. All right. So a lot of the guys, the reason why they don't approach is because, you know, it's a hostile environment. Like guys are sick of, like we have to handle rejection all the time. Yeah. But I understand something, guys. It's, it, we're men. We're, we're built for, for stress and trauma. We're the ones that go to war, okay? So if a woman, woman is nasty to you, don't take it personally. It's gonna happen. It ha- still happens to me. Yeah. All right. It's 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 gonna happen. Guarantee you. Yeah. That's a part of the game. You win some, you lose some. The thing is though, is that every once in a while, a woman is gonna like you no matter how stupid you act or how dumb you're. You're doing. She just likes you because you're just you just happen to be her type. And you're not gonna meet her if you don't if you're not willing to get rejected a bunch of times. And when you first start out, you are gonna get rejected the vast majority of times because you don't know what you're doing. Probably going to come off a little awkward, but that's what builds your confidence that you now know, realize that you can handle it. And once rejection no longer becomes a big deal for you, you're naturally going to start feeling a lot more confident because you don't care. You're just going to have fun with it. Yeah. And Dan, um, I, I remember I took a photo of the slide and it was that, and I should have probably began with this, but the slide that like shook me, I had never just seen it broken down better in my life. It was like you had nice guy and you had bad boy. Yeah. Do you remember what was on that slide? Yeah, Can we just talk about that for a second? Sure. I know we should have started with this, but it's just <laughs> so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I mean, we're categorizing men into two categories. I mean, yeah. it's a very simplified version, but this is what women are particularly going on dates with. So you got the nice guy and you got the bad boy, right? So the nice guy is agreeable. He's kind. He cares about your feelings. Uh, he's very humble, but he's oh. also like asexual. Mm. He's afraid of rejection. Mm-hmm. He doesn't take risks, and he's boring. The bad boy is narcissistic. Doesn't care what the woman thinks at all. Um, is rude. Is arrogant. Narcissist. I already said narcissistic, but he's got edge and he's sexy and he knows. He has a lot of experience with women and he knows how to attract them. He like knows what he's doing, and <clears throat> he also is not a pushover. Mm-hmm. So the whole reason why I did that is because I wanted, I wanted to show matchmakers how to isolate, pick out the good parts of the bad boy without the abuse. So let's take narcissism, for example. Mm-hmm. What's attractive about a narcissist is that, like I said before, women cannot feel sexual arousal for a guy they don't perceive as above them. That's why they like 
a guy who makes more money, who's stronger than they are, right? Who has more emotional control than they do, who has higher social status than they do. That's what women are attracted to. So narcissists naturally do that, but it comes with a whole lot of abuse, mm-hmm. a whole lot of non-empathy, which is something that nice guys have. They have empathy. If you can combine those two, I mean, you're already setting yourself out so much more when you're like the bad guy or the bad boy who has a heart. I like to describe that. Like, you don't want to lead with nice guy. Mm-hmm. You want to lead with bad boy and then demonstrate that you actually do have a heart mm-hmm. or you have a soul. One of the things that I like to do is I will come off like a bad boy, but I talk about how I came from Miami. I'll even talk about the experience how my first girlfriend cheated on me with my best friend. And it sort of gives this backstory, this like hero's journey of how I became this villain, but I, I'm savable. I'm not completely corrupted and lost, but she has to heal my heart, so she has something to do. She now has a need in my life. I know it's highly manipulative, but it works, and it's actually kind of true, because I would like to meet somebody. You know, I'm not like opposed to a relationship. It's just I have a whole, I'm incredibly picky when it comes to somebody I'm going to have a long-term partner with. Yeah. So, you know, it's... As are 99% of men. But Picky I guess for who they want is a long-term partner? Yeah. No, I disagree with that. I would say the guys who have options are extremely picky. That's mm. why it's attractive. Yeah. The nice guy will take whoever they can get. Mm. It's just the guys you date are like that. <laughs> but I feel like also our clients are so picky. And maybe they're Your just... Your clients have money. They do. They have money, honey. They have they freaking have money, honey. Money, they okay? do. It doesn't matter. They got money. Yeah. And I also, though, have found that I think also the ladies that are listening, I think that what we found is the secret sauce of just dealing with men. I mean, this is me generalizing so aggressively. It's fine. Go ahead. But just like giving them like love and care and just being the warm like being like the little love and care seeing that gooey center see it's a sad state of affairs when we have to tell women to be nice to men it's like women need to act more like the nice guys and men need to act more like the like the nasty women that they're constantly dating it's honestly it's true because (laughs) i think that there's something that just switches when I'm when I'm dealing with a guy that is super, you know, all the bad boy qualities that mm-hmm. you're expressing yeah. and our male clients, like men that I do, you know, consultations with that I and there's just something that really switches internally when you're just like kind and loving and you're just like yeah. I want to see you so happy. That makes and me like, melt. kind of like boop, 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 boop. Yeah. Like, and then, then some women are like, what are you doing? Like, I, I even did this, um, just, like I said, you guys, I'm still, I'm learning as well in my dating adventures. Um, but I forget what situation it was, but I just was myself and I was like, to like some guy that was like this like and then one of my girlfriends was like Allie what are you doing you're making you're you're like giving him like da 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 and like I'm giving him love and care but I also have like boundaries and I I'm you know and and I'm it, I'm I'm very busy and like you so th- for women there is that as well mm. but it's like what women give it's like for men it's giving that a little aggression and for women it's giving that love and care yeah and that comes together and then when it jives it's in flow well men, men and women complement each other they're better together than they are apart i just think the society mm-hmm. we live in that masculinizes women and feminizes men and that's why we're in the predicament that we're in yeah and i think it's wonderful when a woman is sweet and kind like that it's like they see it as like they're giving up their power but look it's i mean it's it, 
could say it's being submissive, but understand something. You have the choice of who to be submissive to. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, don't pick yeah. scumbags or guys that you don't respect. You want to pick a man that you can feel submissive around and let go and be in that feminine state, someone that you can trust. It's a choice to make. In fact, I think it's stronger for a woman to, to actually be able to be vulnerable like that to a man. That's what softens them up. The last woman that I fell in love with was exactly like that. Mm-hmm. Very sweet, very kind and nurturing. I was in Miami, and my father broke his ribs. And I had to go down there for emergency, leave Austin and stay there for a month. And this woman would come over and bring food for us and say, is there anything I can do? Can I come to what she... So she'd come over and take care of me and help me take care of my dad. You know, it's a very nurturing, feminine thing. It's completely fell in love with that girl, you know? So it's it's not hard to do that. It's not hard to do that. It really isn't. Yeah. And yeah, I I completely agree, Dan. I think it's also... um, just I think it's also challenging for women because I know that at work, as you express as you probably experienced earlier, mm-hmm. I am like I have to be in my alpha mode because mm-hmm. I'm freaking running a business. Absolutely. It's hard to get out of that though when you come it's like you're in that but, state for so long. But I think it's actually really helpful for me because when I'm at work but I'm also, when I'm at work, when I'm interacting with my clients and stuff, I'm super loving, nurturing, caring. You can go back so and forth. So I can go back and forth. But this has been 10 years. Yeah. And, but I, I think that for women, it is important to understand that there's nothing wrong with you if you do have some of those more, like, go-getter, like, aggressive well, qualities that, that are... successful in business. Exactly. That are a little more on the map, that are, like, would be, quote-unquote, more Masculine. of those yeah. But that it's okay that when you flip your work switch off, like you can just flip it off and just be in your feminine and just relax. It's like, it's like, it's okay. I just want to give women permission that you don't have to be all, you know, you can flip it off and then receive, flow, like enjoy, play, be positive. Just like, like laugh. Like, these are feminine energy vibes. It's a skill be to be the able goddess. to... It's a skill to be able to flip that switch. Some women really don't know how to do that, though. It's hard. And that's why they seek a lot of the women that are um, in their masculine energy for their day. Like, the CEOs, the girl, quote-unquote girl bosses, lady bosses, go-getters, all of that. They're in that energy... All day long. It repulses they, masculine men. But but they want the masculine man. I know. They do want That's it. That's like, all I need they someone want. someone who can handle me. But someone who's mas- going to put me in my place. Men, men don't want to put a woman in their place. Men don't want a masculine woman. They don't want to handle you. The, after going to war all day, they want to come home to peace. They want peace. But So I think that for a woman, that if you are desiring that masculine energy, which mm-hmm. a lot of... The, all the women that are in that level usually are. It's exactly, it's learning how to, to ignite that feminine energy within. And that's, and that's something that you can do way before you start dating. There's no, you know, there's so many different strategies. I'll get, I, that's my next phase of, like I'm in my, I'm in figuring out masculine energy right now. My next phase is like breaking down feminine energy, like talking about flow. One of my girlfriends is a, um, she's literally my heart and soul. Her name is Rachel. She has this incredible, um, new company and I'm going to shout it out because I have been doing her uh, femininity challenge. Um, it's called, 
I am dangerously divine. So it's at I am dangerously divine. I literally post about her almost every single day. She's in my women's group. She's basically my like unofficial life coach, but also one of my best friends. And she has a femininity, feminine magnetism challenge. And you do like, it's a 30 day challenge. So I've been doing it. And I consider myself a super feminine woman, but every woman needs to work on this daily. Anyway, I just shouted out Rachel just because I love her so much. Dan, final words. Final words. All right. Well, I I like that we're ending it on this note because it's like women really do need to work on becoming more feminine and men need to work on becoming more masculine. And nowadays it's like if you're a feminine woman, other women are going to give you crap for that. And if... If you're a masculine man, you're going to be labeled as toxic. Just screw what, screw what society says and understand what works. If, if having the kind of results and success you want means you're going to tick off a lot of people, so be it. That's a part of being masculine. It's a part of going against the grain. And even for feminine women, do you want the man of your dreams? Don't do what the rest of society says. What's popular for women right now is like Kim Kardashian and all these repulsive, repulsive shows that are on there teaching women how to be not attractive to men. Wait, I love Kim. Okay. Okay. Well, I think she's pretty we feminine, can, we, but it's well, okay. Wait, that's a different episode. It's a different episode. You know, I, I, I wouldn't see her as the wifey type, but whatever, to each his own. So, so yeah. Ladies, we're Sorry, Kim, we love you. Uh, <laughs> the, listen, the Kardashians are... I think she's a, like, terrible, a terrible influence on society, but... Yeah. Oh my God, wait, Dan, okay, no. We're going to have to do a whole other show now. We love the Kardashians no. here at Matchmakers in the City. Absolutely superficial. Okay. <laughs> Completely just, God bless her and her business. I know she's made a career doing what she's doing, yeah. whatever. God bless that stuff. Yeah. But it's, it does not possess the qualities that, you know, yeah, okay. are conducive to a high quality relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. I, I can't sorry. condone Continue. her behavior. No, no, no. You don't have to. Exactly. All right. Okay. So. Yeah. Sorry. Tangent. Right. Tangent. Yeah. So I don't care if people are upset with me. They, they can all. Yeah, it's okay. I'm not gonna say. I'm anything. sure they don't. Yeah. And so yeah, and see, men don't be afraid to be disagreeable. That's yeah. a part of being a masculine man is being disagreeable. Now women are gonna want to challenge me, which means now I'm gonna get some attention. All right. <laughs> like yeah. Like 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 I said, you know, it's like making them making them feel challenged. That's edge right there. I'm not doing this on purpose, but I I feel comfortable saying things that may go against the grain, and I stand by what I say. I mean, if you have any logical arguments to give me, I, you know, I'll listen to them. I'm open to having my mind change, but it, it'll be yeah. very difficult to do yeah. that. So, guys, don't be afraid to go against the grain. Be masculine. That's, that is what these women want, despite what they say with the whole toxic masculinity thing. <laughs> they actually want that, because what do they sexually select for? They're always, they're always, the guys that they complain about are the ones that they're dating. So, you got to be the guys that they're complaining about. <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, and on that note, we can end the podcast. Mashallah. 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 Okay. If God wills it. Oh, mashallah. Um, you guys, Dan, thank you so much for being here. Where can everybody find you? You can find me at matchmakingmiami.com. I am producing a new website. It will be called betterdatingservices.com but for now I'm on matchmakingmiami.com because most of my business is still located there I am in Austin now though great oh you're in Austin I moved to Austin oh my god you Bless moved to Austin yeah, no you didn't yeah, what oh my word this hat for? oh my word yeah. did you know there's the West store 
right down the street. You have to visit it. I'm not going to any Western store in California. No, 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 no. It's like a really famous one. It's Are like, you sure it's, about that? In it's California? On this block. I forget the name of it. They got Southern stuff in California? It's, no, no, no. It's like, it's like on Rodeo. It's like right at Rodeo. I it's, it. I mean, I guess I got It's time. amazing. Yeah, just it pop in. You'll love it. It's I, I pass there every day now because okay. my lunch break is now. My lunch break. Whatever. I mean, my lunch. When I walk, I'm like on Rodeo now. So I'm just like taking it all in. That's like telling me there's good barbecue here in California. Yeah, know. there isn't. But it's okay. All right, you guys. Thank you so much, Dan. Thank you for being here. Thanks Enjoy your day me. in Bivoli Hills. I will. Thank you. Match make Dan takes Bivoli Hills. Yeah. Enjoy. And we, we appreciate you. Thanks for having me. It was fun talking to you. Me too. Thank you so much for listening to Dating in the City. For more information on how to be matched by one of our matchmakers, visit www.matchmakersinthecity.com.